0: football broadcaster and editor of Backpage Football, Neil Sherwin. Neil, good afternoon. Hi, how are you? Very well, Neil. How about you? Uh, what are your thoughts on the big news that uh, Ross Pelligra is now uh, confirmed as the new owner of the Perth Glory?
1: Yeah, it's really good news. We obviously had that ball start in November with the previous attempt to uh, pick at the club, new owners, but this seems like the real deal and a, a really good uh, opportunity for Perth Glory to start fresh and there seems to be plenty of optimism around today, which which is uh, a really good start.
0: Yeah, it uh, it really is. So, yeah, what do you think it will do now for the Perth Glory to just have this stability um, in terms of their ownership? I, I guess it, it um, just really creates a, a great sense around the club.
1: It does. I think uh, one of the benefits that we've got is it's a, it's a group that's already in football. And is already doing things in the Australian sporting landscape as well, and potentially bringing in some some ex socceroos who know uh, the, the the lay of the land and know what's required to succeed. So I think if you're going to get new owners um, yeah. coming into the league, we obviously have some some dynamics in the the makeup of the competition and the structure of it that can be quite difficult to navigate if you're not familiar with with the workings. But these guys will, will know what it's about and know what they're doing, and uh, yeah, I think the um, the confidence stems from that. That there, there's an, uh, there's not that element of the unknown uh, like we've had with say, Brisbane Road and the Backery Group, for example. Uh, this this is a, a consortium who is already heavily involved in football, as I said, already involved with other Australian sports as well. So um, I think that's probably uh, uh, that's probably one of the reasons people are so happy. The other being, obviously, that the club has just been on the downward slide for quite a while now, mm. uh, particularly this season. And, and, you know, having those those restrictions in place around signing players, for example, it's really stunted the season and made it a little bit of a write-off. Having said that, there's still now that the, the chance of with, with the results they've had recently of even making a run for finals, which would be fantastic. So I think, yeah, there's a real opportunity now. Um, and, and, you know, Ross Calligra's email today to both members and fans Addressing them directly and given outlining his plans was really good and, and a positive step. And now it's a case of, OK, talk, talk, let's, let's walk the walk and see where we go from here.
0: Yeah, a lot of optimism for uh, everyone involved with the Perth Glory, uh, fans included. Now, um, Neil, a great weekend ahead for the Perth Glory. It's a huge matchup, Blockbuster one at that, um, coming up tomorrow as they face the Brisbane Roar at HBF Park. kickoff, and, uh, well, it doesn't get much bigger than this because Ruben Zadkovic is the current interim head coach of the Raw.
1: Yeah, uh, it couldn't have lined up any sweeter, could it? You know, Glory gets a big takeover (laughs) on the weekend that Lassie's coach comes back with a handful of players who play for the club. Um so yeah, it's, it's just one of those those really, really nice storms and obviously people get out and support it. The weather's looking good. It's a nice time for a for a Saturday evening game. And there's there's a, there is actually something to play for, which we may not have said a few weeks ago. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'll be there and um looks like the new owners are going to be there as well to to address the those in attendance and um and here, maybe give an, an idea of what's coming next. Uh in terms of Glory needing a result, they need to win all their home games. I think really between now and the end of the season. But with their form at the moment, that's a distinct possibility. And then maybe there's a few scores to settle with some of the Glory players who who were either overlooked um, last year or didn't feel that they got the opportunities that they potentially deserved. So there'll be an element of spice to the game. Um, it'll be an intre- It'll be interesting to see what reception Ruben Zankovic gets, particularly from the shed. So all these little narratives, uh, you just put them all together it does make
0: for a really intriguing night of football and yeah i'm really looking forward to it. yeah gonna be a great uh, battle and like you said the glory they've been playing some really good football as of late it's been uh, really entertaining to watch what do you think has really been um the uh, you know what what do you attribute this turnaround in form two
1: I think it's a little bit of a siege mentality. Um, when you're back here against the wall and people are writing you off, and you know it, it looks like there's there's no way out in terms of you know, can't sign players. It's just you've got to work with what you have. Um, I think Alan Stadjic has spoken about that, that the players that are there really want to play for the fans. At the end of the day, they're professionals. They want to win games. Um, so that that's been a big factor, and it it's it made them play with a, a little a uh, little less fear, I suppose, than maybe they ordinarily would, because we're in this environment where you you don't have relegation, so you may you might as well go all out and try win games when you're when you're chasing the team's ahead of you. Um we're also probably benefiting from the fact that they've been quite suspect defensively. So it means that they're conceding goals. So if you concede two, the, well you need to score three at the other end to win the game and and we've actually seen that in quite, quite a bit this season where it's come down to the last few minutes you know, both teams are leaking goals and uh it's been it's been thrilling and the last game out against Melbourne City at home was one of the the craziest games overall that I've seen for quite a long time. But it wasn't the first one that was full of goals and incidents this year. So if, if nothing else, while they've, they've struggled through this period of not having owners, it's certainly been very entertaining to watch.
0: Yeah, it has. Uh, so we look forward to that match. We also look forward to uh, the women's match coming up over the weekend. They'll be looking to get back to their uh, winning ways against the Central Coast Mariners. 7.30 kickoff on uh, Sunday Night, do you think they uh, will come away with that win? It's uh, it's a really even battle uh, between these two clubs.
1: Yeah, I, I, th- I thought last week was was a bit of a must-win game against Canberra, given where Canberra and DeLavere and Corey playing at home, they couldn't get the job done there, and it's been a real slump lately, and that they're they're now really cast adrift a bit from that from that finals and the start of the season looked so good, sitting top of the table after a few games, really building on the last couple of seasons. Uh, but now, yeah, real, real dangerous slipping away and um, and just petering out. So it's, it is a must-win. Um, hopefully that they can get a good crowd there as well to support them on, on Sunday. And as you say, both teams are really close on the ladder. There's only two points separating them. Um, sorry, one point separating them, and two two goals in the difference. So they could find themselves their six at the moment could even drop down a little bit lower if results go against them. Yes, it's definitely a must-win game, and they re- they need to get back into form soon.
0: Yeah, they, uh, they really do. Uh, currently, we have uh, some A-League matches taking place right now. So Melbourne victory in the women's leading Western Sydney 4-0 uh, with uh, not too much time remaining in that match. And uh, halftime between Western United and the Newcastle Jets, Western United leading 1-0. What else catches your eye a- across this round? I think the blockbuster matchup has to be the Glory and the Brisbane Roar. But, uh, of course, the Melbourne Derby uh, is certainly one to watch as well.
1: Yeah, Melbourne is always a big one. Uh having it at, at at Amy Park is um is is the perfect venue for it. You know, you get a good crowd there. Right? I was never really a fan of uh, of the games at Marvel Stadium. i would know, much prefer to see it at Amy. It's much more aesthetically pleasing as a as a TV viewer. Um and and it, that's the spectacle when you've got, you know, an, an almost capacity crowd there and I think the the attendance will be good for that one. So yeah, that that's probably um, a nice one to watch. I think um Sydney and Adelaide is is a little bit intriguing because um both sides have had some mixed results Adelaide obviously got a, got away with it a little bit against uh, against Glory last week with that 98 minute equalizer and Sydney will be looking to push for the for a, for a top four spot at the very least so um but yeah that's definitely one to watch as well and and then on Sunday you know, we've got the Central Coast Mariners and, and Western Sydney Wanderers the real story i suppose with, with that one is Mark Rubin Two-game suspension that he's received for his comments about the uh, the the, yeah. the establishment and and, <laughs> and whatnot in his recent press conference. It's certainly, been very interesting to watch and listen to. But disciplinary action has been taken, so he's ruled out for at least for two games with a further suspended. So, yeah, how um, how the Wanderers go on that one will be interesting because Wellington's sitting pretty at the top five points clear and and, uh, and and showing no signs of slowing down at the moment as well.
0: Which way do you lean on, on that? Do you side with Mark Radan, or do you do you side with the league?
1: Uh Ooh, that, that's a really tough one because I do side with quite a lot of his comments. I'm just not sure if it's the right way to air them. You know, uh, well, I say that because if, if, if I was in the press conference with Marco Rudin and he was, and he was talking like that, I'd be loving it because it's, uh, it, most of them are so mundane and boring and you get bland answers about it and then all of a sudden you've got this one where he's firing off at everybody right, left that centre. So certainly great from an entertainment value. But between that and, and the, the club chairman and following a referee down the tunnel last week, I don't think the, the league can tolerate that. And they have to take some sort of action to make a statement. So I think issuing them with, the first of all, the show calls notice and then a, a two-game suspension, it's a slap in the wrist. It sends a message. But I do think a lot of what he was saying, while possibly going off on some tangents and not in the right forum was absolutely correct. We do need to get a little bit better. And, uh, yeah, if they don't, if the, if the league don't take um, some of his comments on board, then they're just as big a problem, I think.
0: Well, uh, we look forward to a big weekend ahead in the A-League, and particularly for the Perth glory. Yeah, a lot of optimism out of the club today with confirmation that uh, Ross Peligra is their new owner. Neil, it's been a pleasure chatting on the show. Thank you very much for your time and enjoy your weekend.
1: No, thanks for having me as always. Cheers.